What's up, ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages? Welcome to Having Said That with Landry Griffith. Today is solo episode. I'm still in a book out of my boy Ty King's page. Um, kind of was in a time crunch. Didn't have a guest lined up, so I figured y'all get to hear me chat. Uh, just a heads up of what's, I had some people email questions. I posted on Facebook, posted on Instagram, and some people wanted to participate. Um, I've read a few of the questions, but I wanted most of them to kind of be, uh, I'm reading them as you're reading them type thing. So it'll be silly. It'll be fun. Stick to the end. It's not going to be an hour and a half long podcast. I hope who knows it could be, um, but give this one a listen. It should be fun. Just before y'all forget, we are a, a proud member of the LMK Productions. Let me know. That's uh, Pick 4 Podcast with my boy Mark Youngblood. He's doing great things over there. The Pick 4 on every Thursday. And, of course, the Win, Loser, Tie, T-Y-E, with Mr. Ty King on Fridays. Everybody over there is doing fantastic. And I'm just honored to be able to ride their coattails. So... Uh, Let's just go ahead and get started with it. I don't even know if these questions are serious, if they're funny. I don't know. I told people there is like no off limits. So here we go. Jeremy Arnold. So for those of y'all that don't know Jeremy Arnold, he graduated class of 2005 from Friendship. We went to school together. Huge shout out to you, man. Um, Jeremy, I don't know what line of military he was in, so I don't want to lie. I believe it was Army. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, Sacrificing yourself daily. That way I can do what I do and all everybody listening can do what they do is uh, something that I can't even put into words on how grateful I am and I hope everybody else is. So thank you for your sacrifice, Jeremy. Um, I wouldn't be able to do a podcast and say what the hell I want to say on this if it wasn't for you. So appreciate that. So he has a question. Here's a question for your solo show. It may be the most controversial question you get, says Jeremy. NFL or college football, which is better and why? This is coming from a lifelong Cowboys fan and only a passive Texas Tech fan. So growing up, I say growing up, as a little kid, yes, I loved the NFL. I was a huge uh, 49ers fan. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, those were my boys. I used to get their jerseys for Christmas every single year. As I got older, I quit really getting into football in general. Graduated from high school. Friends were all going to Texas Tech, so we'd go tailgate. I'd get in with season tickets, and I would goodbye, but just to go sit in the student section. So, uh, at the time, huge college football fan. Um, this led up until really I was probably, I'd guess, 21, 22. I got into playing fantasy football. Um, so, then I became an NFL fan. I won't, even to this day, I can't say I'm a fan of a certain team, Um I don't really love any teams. I don't hate any teams. I'm not a Cowboys fan, I can tell you that. I do watch the Cowboys play pretty much every week, but that's because their games are always on TV. You can always find them. It's something to watch. I laugh at Cowboys fans. You all make me laugh because every year, this is the year. I got a newsflash for you, Cowboys fans. It's never the year. It may never be the year. It hasn't been the year since the 90s when they were a powerhouse. So quit holding on to that pipe dream. Rant over. But I'm not going to sit here and say, like, everybody thinks they're a Chiefs fan in Lubbock. Now, y'all aren't Chiefs fans. Stop saying you're Chiefs fans. I do know a couple people, David Owens, um, Creek over there at the Dapper Den. Like, y'all are true Chiefs fans because y'all have either 
from Kansas City, you've been fans lifelong, that's different. Everybody else who says that, you're not a fan of the Chiefs, you're a fan of Patrick Mahomes. There's a huge difference. If Patrick Mahomes would have got drafted to the Miami Dolphins, everybody would be wearing Miami Dolphins hats and shirts and jerseys. And there's no shame in that. I watch every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whatever day they're playing too, I watch the Chiefs 100% of the time. So I'm not saying that, but I can't sit here and tell you I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. No matter where Patrick Mahomes is playing is the fan, the team that I'm watching. So I want everybody to understand that you're not a Chiefs fan. You're a Mahomes fan who plays for the Chiefs. I used to really, really, really love the Patriots. I watched them play, but for the same reason, I'm a, I love Tom Brady. I hope Ricky's listening. I know he's not, but Tom Brady is the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. No one has ever been better. No one will ever be better. Tom Brady, end of discussion all the way. But this year, I caught myself watching quite a bit of uh, Buccaneers games. So then again, I'm a Brady fan. I wasn't a Patriots fan. But to answer your question, Jeremy, is I've only ever watched, as far as college football goes, watched Tech. Um, and I've given up on them. I love baseball. We get season tickets to baseball every year, have been for years. Cool for basketball. I don't really love basketball, so I've never watched a Texas Tech basketball game, Um, not even when they were playing in the finals. It was on. I was at my friend John's house, but it was just to hang out and drink and goof off with friends. Um, P.S. Newsflash, and I'd love to get a conversation going with anybody that wants to. Chris Beard didn't do anything dirty. Chris Beard did not stab anybody in the back. Chris Beard did not owe Lubbock, Texas anything. Everybody who thinks that is so stupid. He does not owe Lubbock anything. If your dream job comes knocking at your door, you're not going to turn that dream job down for the job you have now. You're not going to do it. Money isn't always a factor. Everyone's argument is, well, they're offering him less money. Well, then I have more respect for a guy that's not going to base his decision on money. Okay? For somebody who's not from Lubbock, Lubbock's probably not the most exciting town to be in. I'm born here, raised here, will die here. I love Lubbock. But I don't know, like I can see how someone being an outsider, it doesn't feel the same on Lubbock as they do toward Austin Tech as they do towards UT. Anyways, another rant over. Tech Tech football sucks, Jeremy. Um, each and every week for years and years and years, it get harder and harder and harder to get excited, to go tailgate, to cheer at the games. We suck so bad that there's like 11 and 2 o'clock games. I can't even tell you the last time the Jones Stadium got a hold of night game. So you're burning up because even in November, it's super hot in Lubbock. I kind of gave up on watching college football. If it's on, I'll watch it sometimes. I honest to God couldn't even tell you who played in the uh, national championship this past year. Uh, So NFL for me, but I don't love any specific team. I love watching my players on my fantasy team perform, even though I never even make the playoffs in fantasy. So that answers that question. It's a great question. I'd love to hear what people say. I don't even know why I brought it up, but I'm ranting. Chris Beard didn't do anything wrong. Everyone who thinks so, otherwise, y'all are jokers. Uh, This is a fun one. I hope Sam listens to this, Corey, as well. Um, But boy, Shane Stroud. So Shane is a guy we used to work with at Texas Water Rampage years ago. Um, So you should talk about the craziness of Texas Water Rampage. So for those of you that don't know, me and Sam Hurley worked there from age 16, 17, and 18. So that would have been 2003, 2004, 2005 in the summer. (laughs) Most fun job we've ever had. I say we, that I've ever had. We were young. We were stupid. You know, 
getting paid to walk around shirtless and get a tan and 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 be at a swimming pool all day. You can't get a better job than that as a teenage kid. Uh, we had a blast. So the owner, who I actually was just told passed away, he uh, he used to every once in a while would give us the key to the park. So after we would shut down, everybody would leave, and then we'd go back late at night invite people there and cause all sorts of shenanigans. Um, Shane can contest this because he was telling me they used to do the same thing. I never did this with him, so it's just funny how the traditions got kind of passed down. But just so y'all know that those two big blue slides, if you let them run, get soaking wet, then you you turn the slides off and you wait till there's like a little bitty stream of water going down, not like the huge rapid that's going down when they're turned on. And then if you slide down that butt naked yes butt naked absolutely no clothes on you go so fast down those slides especially once you've been drinking um you about fly out of those things and that was some of the most fun stupid 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 stuff that we did but that was a blast so we used to do that at late at night those were some fun stories we would all uh sometimes they would let us do this even when people were there but not usually but you could climb up onto the building that's on top like right next to the wave pool and everybody would jump from there into the way pool, which was also a blast. Um, those owners were pretty stupid because they trusted me and Sam Hurley at 18 years old. We were what they call lead guards. There's two other people that did it with us. Um, so we were kind of in charge of making sure everybody was doing what they were supposed to and the stations they were supposed to, you know, rotating everybody in and out. Cody Brennan was there. Cody uh, used to work with us. Ben Wagner that same summer. Uh, there was a lot of us. We had a blast doing that job. Uh, Corey hopped on with us, Corey Miller. Uh, I guess it was our last year there when we were 18. So that summer was probably one of the best summers I've ever had in my life, if not the best summer working there. Um, Shane mentioned uh, stories. That said the, the owner who used to work there was kind of a jackass. And when Shane would screw up, like if, if Bo told him to go do something and he wouldn't, his name Shane, he would start yelling at him, Stanley, God damn it, Stanley. So there's a running joke that Stanley, and when Sam would screw up, his name was Tony. So he get yelled at, come on, Tony. Those were good times. Um, I do encourage, I try to get my oldest daughter to, to work as a lifeguard, but she didn't want to. Um, a lifeguard as a teenager, jobs, life didn't get any better. First of all, you learn CPR at a really young age, which I think is super important. Um, I've kept my uh, certification from the time I was 16 up until obviously now it's current. And I've never let it lapse. So that's always a cool thing. Sam actually did that and learned how to, uh, he got certified to give swimming lessons. So he used to give swimming lessons at Lake Ridge Country Club the following year. So you could do a lot with that decent money to get paid to get a tan. So you can't beat that. Texas Water Rampage, though. I would love, like I should have called Corey and Sam before I recorded to see if they had any funny stories. But those were some of the shenanigans that we used to get into. Uh, at least the stuff that I'm willing to tell over air. It was a long time ago, so it doesn't matter. On to the next question. Okay, this one is from my uh, 17-year-old daughter. She messaged me and said, what's it like having the best teenage daughter in the world? When she texted me that or mess uh, emailed me that, I, I emailed back and I said, uh, you misspelled worst daughter in the world. Obviously, that's a joke. Reagan, what is it like to have the best teenage daughter in the world? It's absolutely amazing. We Mom and I talk about this all the time to friends, to family. We've told you, but... Who knows if you believe us, but we do tell friends this too, that we do, like we got lucky with you because you're so easy to take care of. You don't ever get in trouble other than your little 
snotty, shitty attitude sometimes. Um, and the fact that you refuse to help your disabled father mow the yard while you sit inside and watch him. Yeah, that's not cool. Everyone would agree with me. But you don't break curfew. You're not out there drinking. You're not out there doing drugs. Um, you don't really argue. If we tell you to do something, you do it even if you don't want to. Uh, one thing JP pointed out to me and you one time that I never thought of just because that's the way life is with you is you had come over. I was hanging out in JP's garage and you come over and ask if, I don't know, you could go do something. And I said, no, not tonight. And you just said, okay. And it was the end of the discussion. And JP said, wow, I can't believe that. He said, most kids, when they hear the word no, they, why not? Please, please, please. And start, you know, begging and not understanding. You're not like that. You take life as it comes. You've been dealt a pretty shitty hand. Um, you've overcome that very well. Um, very proud of you for that. So that's what it's like having the best teenage daughter. It is a sigh of relief. The problem is though, is I kind of in a weird way, wish that through this journey, you would have given us a little bit more grief because your brother will be your age before we know it. He won't be your age. He'll be the age you are now by the time we turn around I don't think he's going to be as easy as you and I can guarantee your little sister is going to be the toughest of all three of y'all as far as rebellion goes so mom and I aren't going to have practice we're not going to know what to do when we have a kid break curfew or are you with us or come home drunk or whatever we don't know what we're going to do so it's too late now maybe you should have caused a little bit more trouble just to help me and mom out pretty good kid most of the time Help me mow, though, because it's very disrespectful. On to the next one. So Mark from the Pick 4 podcast sent me some questions. I have not read these. Um, there's quite a few of them, so we're going to see what we can get through. I don't even know what we're getting to. I, I hope they're like, hey, tell the funny time quadratid or something. I don't know. Let's see. Okay, so number one, the Earth's water levels are rising to a dangerous level. You're building a ship to try to rescue humanity, but obviously you can't fit everyone. Other than the obvious of family and friends, you have space for four people. What four people are you bringing on your ship? Number one, without a question, I'm going to bring uh, Chef David Chang. Big fan of the show, Ugly Delicious. I'm sure you were actually the one that, that kind of got me into that show. But if we're going to have all these people on a ship, we're going to have to eat. And we're all going to get sick of eating the same food. Now, I think really honestly, between me, you, and uh, JP, we could probably whip up some pretty good food for everybody. But David deserves to live too. And why not use him for what he's used for, which is good cooking? So, uh, David Chang's hopping on with us. I don't know how we're going to get a hold of him. <laughs> I guess I need to warn him that the world's coming to an end and he needs to hop on the ship with us. I think I would probably bring Steven Ranilla as well. Um, for one, he's got cool stories. Uh, he's, uh, I'm sure most of y'all know, but from meat eater, I'm not really a big hunter. I love the idea of hunting. I, I grew up hunting dove and quail. Um, my brother-in-law put me on my first deer this past, uh, Thanksgiving day. Um, I've shot at a hog. I missed the hog. Yes, Chris, you can make fun of me. Ha ha ha. Um, I love the idea of hunting. I just never got super into it. If, if I ever get to go, I'm all for it. I'm not an anti-hunter. But Meat Eater kind of really opened my eyes to what hunting can truly be as opposed to, you know, just sitting in a blind baiting animals to go out and attacking animals and stuff like that. So Ranilla would be cool, A, because his stories are awesome, and B, 
eventually we're going to have to start killing our own meat, even with fishing. He's an avid angler too. So we need a guy like that to catch the meat or kill the meat and let David cook it up. Seems like a win-win to me. Um, I've got two more people that I have to pick, and that's a crazy one because you said no family, no friend. Well, they're already on there. Um, I don't know. I may have to come back to that one. I'm not good at thinking about that off the fly. Ah, damn it, Mark. I don't know. Let me get back to you on that one. Number two. If you could bankrupt one company and it be gone forever, what company would it be? Mm. I don't know. I, I think as crazy as this is going to sound for what I do for a living, it would be any one of the big pharma companies. Um, Pfizer comes to mind, but it, it wouldn't be specific to Pfizer. And, and hear me out because I do give meds for a living. I am a nurse. I hate the idea of big pharma. I think it's disgusting. I hate the idea that people are making billions of dollars to make these medications that can and are life-saving, but yet those of us at the bottom, the peons working for a living, which is everybody I've ever met, has to pay out the ass for these medications. I'm on a couple different medications. One, it doesn't matter what I'm on, but like the amount of money I'm having to pay for insurance to cover all this is ridiculous. It makes no sense just so these guys can make millions of dollars. Uh, a couple years ago, there was a big article that really hit home to me. It really made me kind of look at how sad the medical market is, was insulin. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head. Obviously, I didn't have time to study for this. But the price of insulin has gone up like tenfold over the past X amount of years. And the, there's like, I think it was like one or two companies that actually produce this insulin that are making billions of dollars. They're younger kids um, for people to get insulin. In the meantime, diabetics are dying daily because their blood sugars get so high. Insulin, what it does in your body, insulin is a natural um, product that's produced and secreted outside of your pancreas. So what it does is when your when your body recognizes that you've got too much blood in your sugar, or excuse me, sugar in your blood, or you're eating carbs, whether you're eating sweets, whatever it is, your your pancreas releases insulin into the bloodstream to drop that blood sugar so it doesn't get to fatal doses. Um, in a diabetic, like a type one diabetic, uh, the body does not produce insulin. The I said pancreas, it's the spleen. The spleen does not produce insulin at all. So you have to give yourself insulin injections. A type two diabetic is one that's like later onset, um, usually due to uh, poor eating habits and poor workout habits for lifetime. Not always, sometimes genetics. Um, but a lot of them, so like they can control, type two diabetics can control it. If it gets out of hand, then they have to give themselves a shot to bring their blood sugar down. Risk of blood sugar getting high, you can wind up losing toes, you can lose feet, um, shut down your kidneys, people go blind. Diabetes is a very serious thing, and people need their insulin in of discussion. I'm not saying that the companies that make the insulin shouldn't make a profit because that's what business is for, but you should not be making billions of dollars in increasing a medication that had no right for the price to be increased as much as it was a couple years ago to the point where people are dying. People hoard their insulin. It's disgusting. They, you need insulin at, you know, really if your blood sugar is above 150, but there's people who are in the 300s who are hoarding it just in case they happen to get to the 400s because they know 
that they can't afford their next dose of insulin. So I don't know a specific company, like I said, Pfizer, because that's one of them, but big pharmas, I would shut down in a heartbeat. I would let, make sure that their uh, ingredients for their medications were released to the masses to go let small pharma take over to see if that's what we can do. Just FYI, I don't know how many people know this. There are only two countries in the world, in the entire world that allow advertisements for medications. That is the great old US of A. And I believe the other one's Switzerland. Don't quote me on that one. Two countries. So why is every other country in the world uh, in agreement and we're not? You should not be able to advertise for medication. That should be a, something that your doctors and nurses can tell you about. And then you get to figure out which one you want the best. No. All those stupid commercials, you go to England, you go to Canada, to Mexico, you're not going to see those. So there you go. Number three from Mr. Mark Youngblood. You can pack one bag. Getting there isn't an issue. Okay, money isn't a problem. Family is set. You have to be gone in two weeks. You leave in two hours. Where are you going? Australia. I've always wanted to go to Australia, mate. Um, I did tell you just the other day, Mark, that my dream trip would be to go to Scotland. Um to tour a bunch of different distilleries uh, for scotch. I think that would be awesome, and I hope that I get to do that one day. But, like, I don't want to just do that by myself. I have to have somebody with me. And on this scenario, I'm going by myself. Australia, I'm going, for one, I think the accent's amazing. Um, good eye, mate. I think I could do a pretty decent job talking like this and learn, learning in uh, the, the ways of the Australian outback. And maybe after too long, they would start thinking that I belong there. Um, I can't steal your name, Jordy Thorpe. Uh, Jordy's a great one, but I would probably do some sort of spinoff of Jordy. And eventually I would want them to think that I'm from there. Um, go have some shrimp on the barbie. Yes, I know that's not Australia. That's Austria, but that's a dumb and dumber joke. There's also a, a place called Bondi Inc. I would love to get fucking tatted up at Bondi Inc. And if y'all haven't seen that on Netflix, it's amazing. The, the artists there are so good. There's actually another artist there that I I would love to get tattooed by this guy. And that's part of the main reason why I choose Australia is because his name's Keegs. I don't know his full name, but it's Keegs Tattoo. You can follow him on Instagram. Mark, I suggest you do that. Anybody else that's into tattoos. Some amazing mandala work, um, which I've already got plenty of that on me. He books out like two years in advance. Uh, I Even outside of this scenario, I would pay in an godly amount of money to get tattooed by that guy so i'm going to australia i want to get tatted up but they've got the beach the beach is beautiful in australia so you've got that in the trip you can go hiking in the outback i would love to see a kangaroo i've never seen one outside of a outside of a uh, zoo that's a whole nother podcast i'm so anti-zoo and sea world type places it's ridiculous those animals don't deserve to be caged up but that's a whole nother podcast um i would love to kind of get into the culture of Australia. So there you go, mate. I'm going to go Australia. That kind of turned into a little bit of Thai's English accent. I need to get back there. Good day, mate. So, mate, you want to go with me? We'll go down to the outback and we'll hunt us some roo. Um, Mark also sent me quite a bit more uh, questions. Take a break for a second. I'm a little annoyed that I sent this. I got zero questions from my wife, from my mother, from either of my brothers. I got zero questions from JP and Kaylee. I got zero questions from Ty King. I'm a little 
like honestly heard about that. Kaylee, I'm going to give you the exception to the rule because you just sent in questions and I haven't had a chance to tell you. I need to text you this too because this isn't going to post yet. But the questions you gave and you sent in some phenomenal questions. God dang it. There I go with phenomenal. You did send in some great questions for the win, loser tie podcast. So, uh, you're excused. Your name gets out of that hat. JP could have sent me some questions. So just saying, luckily I've got someone like Mr. Mark Youngblood in my life who, who sent me some questions like, man, if you need more, I got more bro. So <laughs> he sent me some more. Guys, I did a podcast on a uh, Ty's podcast a couple weeks ago in the win, loser tie. Um, it was long winded, but it was so much fun, but it kind of like is a little bit about me. So those of y'all that, well, some of y'all that even know me, that's awesome. Uh, but those of you that don't really know me or may not knew me back then, kind of a story on what, where I was as a kid to where I am today and everything in between. I did leave one thing out, but that's another podcast that I want to do a different time. Cause it's going to, it'll be a good hour, hour and a half to where I hope it reaches somebody listening or maybe somebody's family member that I can, I can help. But the rest of it was a lot of fun. I did notice that on podcasts, I dropped the F-bomb a little bit too much. I don't care about cussing. I think as long as you know when to do it, where to do it, that's fine. But I got to slow down on the F-bomb. So I think I've only got one out so far in 25 minutes and 8 seconds. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. There you go. Mark, there's my third person, by the way. I'm taking Larry David just for the humor. Steven and I will laugh at Larry the entire time. Other people may get annoyed. But Larry David... I would spend the rest of my life with just sitting and laughing and listening to him being an asshole and all of his scenarios and the way he gets would be hilarious. So Larry's coming with me as number three. Y'all want to go to the next question? I knew you did. Explore a new planet. Planet? Good Lord. Planet or explore the deep ocean. I would love to explore the deep ocean. For one, I know what I'm getting down there. Exploring a new planet? Who knows? I, I don't want to risk like flying off into the abyss and not being able to come back. Like what a horrible way to go. Um, but I would love to see the ocean. We took a trip, uh, me, my wife, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Kent and Cass, I think it was three years ago now to Cancun. And for about three or four hours, Kenneth and I took some snorkels, uh, out into the ocean. And we were just talking the other day that like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And we weren't that far out. I did get to see just some beautiful tropical fish. Um, but I would love to go out into the ocean, learn how to do some good scuba, and get deep, deep, deep down into the ocean um, to see some beluga whales. I would love to see a shark, maybe even be like in a shark cage. I think that that was, is something that's on my bucket list. Um, but obviously in this scenario, I'm trained. Like I'm not just going to mean today, going to go out and do the deep sea. But I think that that would be ocean. awesome. I said ocean because I read the word ocean. Uh, but no doubt about it. There's like a whole world in there. When you watch these documentaries and stuff where they explore the ocean, it is a different world down there. And to see that firsthand, I think would be one of the coolest experiences of all time. Mark also asks, is there some place that you'd be considered a regular? Uh, I can't say for me personally, I do know that, uh, I'm my wife. So I'm proxied into that because I go for her to T to go. 
Um, I think they start to recognize me and Riley because we go get mom and drinks all the time. I do know she is a regular. Like every time I'm on the phone with her, she goes to the window. What's up, girl? How are you today? It just makes me laugh. She loves tea to go. Tea to go. If anyone there is listening who works or owns it, we'll be glad to be sponsors for LMK Productions. We give y'all a lot of money. Maybe y'all could give us a little love back. Um, they're used to. So there's a Four Corners Mart over on 179 and 19th. We used to live right around the corner from that by that school over there. And when Cassandra was pregnant, she was low on iron, so she was craving ice. By the way, uh, P, what do you call it? PSA. If anybody out there eats ice a lot, I said ice, I-C-E. Anybody out there loves to eat ice, you should probably get your iron checked. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, um, but that is a huge telltale sign of low iron is when you're craving ice. But Cassandra would do that. She was So she wanted ice all the time. So I went in there all the time to get ice. Um, I was always paying like 34 cents for a large cup of ice. And finally the girl one day, she's like, listen, you're here at least three times a day. Bring your own cup and I'm not going to charge you. She asked me what is she said, what's your name? And I just said, I didn't want to tell her my name because I thought it'd be funny because I just wanted to be that guy. So I told her my name's the man. Um, so I say that to people all the time now when I introduce myself, like, what's up? I'm the man because of that one girl. She never knew my name for nine months. And then, of course, I would go there afterwards because it was right around the corner after Riley was born. It was always the man. They have, like, some of the best burgers in town. So if y'all need a good burger, go to Four Corners More. I know it sounds crazy. Just trust me on this. I would not steer you wrong with food and fries. Burgers and fries. But I would always order it as the man. And it was so funny. Like, I just became known as the man. So that was the only place I've ever been a regular. I've never been a regular in a bar. Scratch that. The office back when I was from 21 to 23. Uh, the bartender there, as soon as I would walk in, would immediately pour me a Coors Light before I even got to the bar. So I guess I was kind of a regular there, not like a cheers type, but it was pretty close. Um, I think that's about it, though, as far as being a regular. Great question. Um, I don't know. I'm not a fan of doing one thing. Like, I love um, the taste of whiskey, but I don't have a favorite whiskey. Uh, I love food but i don't have a favorite go-to place like in a, even if i had a favorite go-to place i don't want to order the same thing i'm a very like if this is good let's see what else is out there if you had to give up one of your five senses which would it be uh i'd have to say smell um and no disrespect to anybody that lost their smell due to covid that's such a horrible thing my wife lost hers and it sucks most of the time, but I can a little bit more free reign to fart, but I don't want to lose taste because like I just previously said, I love food. I love to eat. I love the taste of food and pulling out all the flavors of that. So I don't want to lose that. Um, obviously touch. I love to like to feel things that would suck hearing and seeing like God bless anybody who has to deal with being deaf or being blind. I couldn't imagine that. I think the things that we take advantage of in our day-to-day lives with being blessed with just something as simple as seeing or hearing, I wouldn't want to have to lose that. So if I have to lose one of my five senses, um, I would definitely go with smell. Although I enjoy the smells of things, I think that would be the one least likely that I would miss. Uh, sorry, texting him. Great questions, by the way. Any superstitions, Mark asks. Um, it's so funny because like growing up when you're in baseball, baseball stuff was such a superstitious thing. So I used to like get into the dumb superstitions when you're playing baseball. A lot of that was more for more fun than anything. Um, 
I don't love when we're walking down the street and Reagan does this with us and, and Cassandra does too, splitting the pole. For those of y'all that know, don't, don't know what I'm talking about is if like there's a pole in the street, like a light street light or like a little traffic cone or something. And if I'm walking with Cassandra, we both have to either walk to the right or walk to the left. I, I don't know what the deal is behind that, but I don't like splitting the pole. Um, I won't pick up a uh, penny that's heads down. It has to be heads up or otherwise I'm stepping over the penny. But if it's heads up, I'm grabbing that shit, seeing if I got some good luck coming my way. So little silly ones like that. Um, I can't think of any serious superstitions that I have. I have a routine now, but that's not a, that's not a superstition. So those would be my main ones. I'm not real superstitious. I think they're kind of silly, but there are certain things that, that I think everybody does that too. It's just gotta kind of do, um, who would you want as a mentor? Ooh, it's a good question. I think a lot of that goes, Mark, is depending on what 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 avenue am I going down. Like if I'm looking at, I've always said if I wasn't a nurse, I would want to be a celebrity chef. And I said celebrity for a reason. Like I want my fucking face. There goes the f bomb. I want my fucking face everywhere in Vegas. I want to be that guy like the Gordon Ramsay hundred foot poster of him in front of him. I want people like, oh, there's Landry. <laughs> like I would love that shit. Um. But I would say for that, like if I was going down that road, I would probably go with uh, Roy Choi. And the reason I say that is the show Chef and the Chef Show both together. But the Chef Show where he uh, he kind of mentors John Favreau into co- uh, to cooking. The dude's a great teacher. Taught him a lot about life. Um, but I, if you're talking about just like life in general – you know, you laugh and this isn't where you were wanting to go, but like a lot of the reasons that I think the way I do and I'm proud of the way I think and I try to see the world from everybody's angle. I've always tried that. I, I can play devil's advocate all day because I try to see all aspects and all sides to an argument. I try to see life from somebody else's shoes. I'm a privileged white male and I'm proud of that. But I also understand that some people don't have that uh, ability. They weren't born white. They weren't born male. They weren't born in nicer homes. So I try to view that, but the reason that I think that way, or I say that my thoughts, my beliefs, whatever, but are from you, Mark. Um, a lot of the way that I do is you kind of taught me and it's kind of cool. A lot of the way that I think a lot of things I say, you didn't tell me, Hey man, you should think this way. I watch your actions. I watch how you are. So you've kind of mentored me in a way that you never even realized. And I don't think I've ever even told you that, but you really have. You're somebody that I've always looked up to, obviously, as my best friend, best man at my wedding, someone I can always count on. You're hilarious, this and that. Like, we got a great friendship, but you've always been someone that I can look up to. So, in a way, you've kind of been a mentor to me without you ever realizing that's what you were doing. Unless you miyagi me, then touche, sir. What's something that's harder now than when I was a kid? Just life in general. I think as a kid, you have your blinders on. At least I hope you do. And you think that life is just hunky, what do you say, hunky-dory. Um, happy-go-lucky. You don't realize that that life is stressful each and every day. Having kids is stressful. Working, stressful. Paying bills. Um, I wish I could go back to the mentality of just not giving a shit and just making money and spending it like crazy. So life in general obviously is way harder now than it was when I was a kid. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Obviously I couldn't anyways. Um, it's just funny how you imagine life one way and all of a sudden you grow up and you look back and like, Holy cow, this is what my parents were going through this whole time. Um, 
any news stories you're tired of. I am so sick of hearing anything news stories political-wise. Trump, Biden, everybody like... Now the biggest thing that I saw the other day is Kamala Harris was a big slut and a big hoe. Who gives a shit? That girl was doing who she wanted when she wanted. Why is that anybody's business? And what does that have to do with how someone runs the office? I'm not saying I'm a fan of her by any means. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of her by any means. That doesn't matter. My political values mean nothing to anybody, but... If that girl was hoeing it up, let her hoe it up. Why is that even a news story? Um, I'm so sick. If I had to see one of the Kardashians' faces one more time, my head will literally, Tyson, explode off of my body. How is it news, news, I said news, that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are no longer together? Who cares? That dude deserves a gold medal for staying with her as long as he did anyways. I don't think any of those girls are pretty. I think the older they get, the uglier they get because they get more plastic shit done to their face. I don't think Kim Kardashian's butt is nice. I never thought it was even before she became real big and famous. I think it's big and it's disgusting. I don't, I think there's only one of them. I think one of them is a self-made billionaire. Now, granted, she used her names, but she's rich because she went and did some stuff. I think that was Kylie Kendall. I don't know. But all the rest, they're so stupid rich because they had a TV show. That's so stupid. I can't stand it. So there's any news that has to do with the Kardashians, especially something with Kim and Kanye. I'm over it. I don't give a shit. I'm tired of it. The political bullshit. Tired of it. What's something most people are afraid of that doesn't bother you? There's not a whole lot that does bother me. Um, bugs, not afraid of. Snakes, not afraid of. Pit bulls, please don't bring them around me. I don't want to see them. I don't want to hear them. They could be extinct off the earth, and I guarantee you I would not feel bad for anybody that has one. Pit bulls scare the shit out of me. Um, I'm not scared of death. Um, I'm comfortable with where I am. I hope that it doesn't happen anytime soon, but I don't like walk around on eggshells thinking that, oh, this may kill me. Um, I want to be adventurous. I want to try new things. My mind doesn't go like, oh, I better not jump out of this plane because what if the chute doesn't open, which I've done that twice. Um, my mind goes, hell yeah, let's jump out of this plane. It's a running joke with Reagan, um, our daughter. She's always like, always has to have something wrong. She's like a hypochondriac. And I always tell her the worst that it could be is it's cancer. Could be cancer. But if you have that, and she always rolls her eyes, but if you have that mindset, like the worst possible scenario is this, or the worst thing that could happen right now is I die, everything else is going to be just fine. So I don't live life in fear. I don't live life wondering what's the worst possible scenario. Let's just jump in and see what happens. Um, Mark put a smiling emoji by this one. Longest book you've ever read. Smiley face. I attempted to read Harry Potter back when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade. I made it through about 40 pages and thought it was just stupid because it was so long. Longest book I ever read. I read an entire series, though, that I would probably read again, Mark. is the ha It's called Hatchet. Um, it's a kid's book, but it's actually a really badass book. And I think even as an adult, you would enjoy it, too. There's three or four of them in the series. This kid gets in a canoe and he winds up on, like, I don't know if he's in an island or a mountain off of a lake. I can't remember exactly but somehow learns how to have to fend for himself and all he has is a hatchet um those were cool and those were three or four hundred pages probably 200 pages let's not kid ourselves that's like 120 pages <laughs> that's what i did i actually bought my first book on the internet the other day that's uh i bought it early it's supposed to be coming in on uh in september my favorite shows one of them of all time is impractical jokers and murray james murray is an author 
he wrote a book that's supposed to be a thriller. It's about a serial killer um, who may have gotten loose is on a cruise ship, and a lot of the uh, patrons, I guess, on the ship start dying the same way the serial killer who they think is in prison uh, is killing people. So I'm excited about that one. It's going to be a thriller. So I will let you know. I'll answer that question after that. Um, Last one I got, four must-haves on a road trip. I think everybody would agree the most important thing that you have to have on a road trip is a good music. So whether that's a good playlist, um, back when we first started taking road trips, someone had to bring a good mix CD. I'm sure for Mark, it was the mixtape. And then like even once we move from CDs to iPods, you still could make your good playlist on your iPod. Now you just put it on Spotify. You can do stuff like that, but it's, it's funny how time progresses. But either way, you have to have good music. If you don't have the good music, it's going to be boring. And there's an art to a good road trip theme, uh, music, right? Like you can't just play good music. To, you know, like I like some rock music now, but I'm not going to play Hate Breed on a road trip with my wife and kids in the car. That's going to suck for everybody but me. But there is a perfect... Uh, what's the word? Like, uh, who knows? A way to do it, though, to where... Like, Cassandra will always play her George Straits and stuff like that. But every now and then, she'll hit in some TLC, and she gets down with it. I try. I don't know much of the lyrics, but shoot, boy, you make me want to shoop, shoop, ba-doop, shoop, ba-doop, ba-doop, ba-doop. Oh, that's not it. Cassandra can sing every lyric to TLC, and it's awesome. Or, salt, excuse me, Salt and Pepper. Probably TLC, too, but that'd be a good one on the road trip. But you do a couple Salt and Peppers, but then you got to turn it back to, like, some old-school John Michael Montgomery. But then you got to put in some some good Ed Sheeran in there, stuff like that. So that one, A, four must-haves, one, music. But I'm going to say for two, you got to have someone that can run the music. Like, I'm not good at it, but you got to have someone that knows what they're doing to keep it flowing, okay? I do... Uh, Let's see, if I'm going on road trips with buddies, you got to have good snacks. Um, Nothing drives me more nuts than when we're going somewhere and people want to stop every five minutes. Let's just get to where we're going. So stack that car up with snacks, drinks, whatever. If you're going with buddies, a loophole to not having to drive is as soon as you get in the car, buddy up with somebody. If there's three, four, five of you, whatever. And you two take one shot because you're not going to be drinking and driving, period, but especially on a road trip. But the moment you start drinking, now you're no longer have to drive. So you found a loophole to get out of driving. Me and David Owens did that on a trip. I don't remember which road trip it was, but it was to either Zach or Weston's bachelor party. We never had to drive. Weston had to drive the whole time with Dylan and him up front. Me and David were in the third seat drinking uh, Johnny Walker, having a great time. Um, I think somebody who's a good navigator... Um, and granted, yes, we have cell phones, but like when I used to take road trips, we were map questing. Yeah. Everyone just laughed out loud because y'all remember map quest. You forgot about it. So you got to get your, get your step-by-step directions. You got to print them off on a paper, have someone home. So you got to have a good navigator sitting next to you to tell you when to turn, when to stop, where you're going. Um, of course you got to have the right crew. I took a, a trip one time, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it. I've taken some pretty shit trips with some pretty shit people to where they could have been a lot better had the people have been different. One was a trip to uh, Dallas to go watch the Red Sox and uh, Rangers play. Everybody knows me and knows I'm a big Red Sox fan. The buddy that I was going with was a great big Rangers fan. So him and I were going. I found out the night before he decided, unbeknownst to me, that he was going to invite his girlfriend. That pissed me off, first of all. Second of all, they fought the entire trip. Worst trip I've ever been on. 
went on another trip that was kind of the same way. Um, we went down to San Antonio to float the river, and two of these three people that I went with, great friends, I still talk to them this day. One of them was this girl's, and I know she's listening because she listens every week, and I'm sure she's laughing, but I'm not going to say names, brought her boyfriend along, who was an absolute douchebag, um, and he was treating her like shit the whole time. One of the parties was already in San Antonio because this person had family down there. So I was stuck riding with her and her boyfriend backseat, listening to them fight the whole way there, the whole way back. That sucked. So moral of that story is if you're going to plan a road trip, you need to plan the trip for the right type of attitude. You need people that can all get along. We took a road trip with me, Cassandra, JP, and Kaylee to uh, this uh, someone said the Sandia, the Windstar one time. And that trip was a blast because we can all feed off of each other. Me and my wife are friends. Me and JP are friends. Me and Kaylee are friends. Everybody's friends in there. So that was a badass trip with the right group of people. You got to plan that road trip around people you know you're going to have fun with. I can tell you one thing that would drive me nuts. And eventually I'm going to be able to go with y'all. It just hadn't worked out a couple times and they don't listen anyways. I know I'm going to be on edge traveling with Shane and with Chris Mark because I feel like they're the guys that want to stop at the, all the gas stations. I feel like they're the guys that if we say, hey, we need to leave Mark's house by 6, they don't even show up to your house till 7.07. Um, they probably go into the gas station to go pee, but they're there for 45 minutes picking out the perfect soda and the perfect chip. So stuff like that is would drive me nuts. But Great questions. Um, that's all I got for today. Um, just some silly stuff. I didn't have a guess, like I said, but I kind of like doing this by myself. Um, it's not as easy as one might think to talk to a microphone for 45 minutes, but if anybody can do it, it would be Landry <laughs> shocker. Be sure. I appreciate all y'all listening. If y'all have more questions now, I would love to get emailed. I'm not saying this is the only time I'm doing solo edition. If anybody besides Mark and Ty listen to the end, I appreciate the love. Uh, we will see y'all again next week. See you.